Hello. Hi. Welcome back to another weird, wacky, grotesque episode of Death Metal. Man, tonight we're talking about old Luca Magnata, another kooky Canuck who uploaded several gory videos, including one where he dismembered a man of a particular ethnicity on live internet. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just to try to be cool. Uh, so that's, a, that's when trolling gets too far. When trolling goes too far, yeah. you turn an Asian guy into cigar. Somebody called that guy <laughs> a poser, and he said, let me show you some shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we're going to talk about what his wild mental health... Just getting into some shit. I, 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 you know, don't know why I turned to Canada again, but then our Canadian story from last week actually intersects with this story. Yeah. So, okay. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what you mean. Man, you about to find the fuck out. Well, we'll talk about Luca Magnata. He was born Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. That's four names, which is exactly how you set up a psychopath. You give someone four fucking first names, you got a problem. That's weird. Not a good move. Give your kid a regular name. You put four on them, they're going to get fucked up. From Jump Street, when you have made the decision to have a child, even if it was an accident, but you decide to go through with it, and you know what it was like to grow up. You remember being a kid. Mm-hmm. You know that you went to school. You were around other children. When other children learned your name, they either looked at it as a regular name, didn't say anything about it, or if you had a weird fucking name... Chanted it to you for 12 years. Oh, yeah. I know what that's like. Yeah, you do. Buddy. Yeah, my mom wanted to name me that shit. And then my grandpa was like, that's some hippie shit. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, that's what happened? That's what happened, dude. <laughs> and then and then he like made her change the name. And then they called me Buddy anyways. Yeah. Well, Buddy is like a derivative of William. Is it? Yeah, dude, I've heard that before for I got sure. Two fucking penis names. Yeah, like, Bud and Dick. No, it's a uh, fucking William is Willie. Oh, William Richard, yeah. And then uh, Richard is Dick. Willie Dick. Yeah, but the third, like, who the fuck? Why would you give a kid two middle names? What's I don't know. the reason? Hey, my cousin's uh, my cousin, my aunt's kid. He's got two middle names, but is it that guy? It's not that guy. Ralph Scootman. <laughs> Ralph Scootman? No, man. <laughs> like, one of his middle names is Rhodes, because they named him after Randy Rhodes. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you kind of, like, that kind of cut out the bullshit. Yeah, I mean, if you I mean, he's normal if you fuck. have to fit in an X amount of rock stars' names, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's an exception. Yeah. Like, you could be Pete, Corpse Grinder, Abath, Lloyd. You know what I mean? Oh, man, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I wish you were my dad. <laughs> Dude, when I was having kids, um, the first one, I like read an article right after I found out that Jackie was pregnant, that these parents first tried to name their kids Fuck Yeah, and they it was in Florida, of course, and the Florida government was like, you cannot put profanity into your child's name, so they just were like, okay, we'll go with Metallica, yeah, and they straightened <laughs> their child Metallica. Fucking A. <laughs> Incredible. Well, he was born... July 27th, 1982, to Annie Yorkin and Donald Newman. They were teen parents, which, of course, is never a great formula. 
He claimed... What an idiot. Um, Luca Magnata was a fucking wild-ass kid. Uh, they went back... You know, it's like, this, this dude... And when we were talking about Canada in the last episode... There's been several serial killers and gnarly crimes in Canada, but Canada is so huge and it's, it, there's only a few cities. It's such an expansive area and there's like four huge cities. Yeah. I mean, in USA, there's 30 fucking huge cities and there's more populous throughout the nation than there is in Canada. Canada's got a lot of bare area because of climate shit like that. Harsh living. So everything that happens Murder-wise, of course, it's a concentrated area. So you just don't hear about a lot of it. So anytime uh, crime from Canada breaks into the rest of the world, especially the USA, it turns into a way bigger deal than it would have been if it just stayed in Canada. Yeah. And this is some infamous shit. I mean, just because it was like the early stages of being able to share your own videos on the Internet, which is where this goes. So, of course, you know, all the news stations that could exploit the case went back and tried to speak to everybody that was involved in Luca Magnata's life. And as far as finding kids from his class and school, no one remembered him. The only people that remembered him just remembered when they saw the picture of the kid, the way that he would throw fits and tell lies. That's all that was remembered about him. But he didn't stand out a lot. Like, he kept it pretty cool in school because he was abused at home. Yeah. He had a really shitty life. Uh, But when he was in third grade, he claimed to the entire class... Uh, this is what came about his temper first, is that his mother named after him after Eric Roberts, Julia Roberts' brother. Okay. Which, like, at the time, Julia Roberts wasn't even famous. So it's super yeah. weird that he was already on some crazy lying spectrum like that. But when everyone called him out on that being a lie, because his mother didn't confirm it when someone asked her, he fucking went wild and threw a fit, and the teacher had to hold him down and drag him out of the classroom. Damn. So people remember that. When he was 12 years old, he threw a chair at his teacher. Yeah. I've done that before. You threw a chair at a teacher? Yeah. What haven't you done? I don't know a lot of shit. What provoked that? <laughs> Man, basically, it was like a, it was an essay about a writer, and I was like, I was like getting into death metal and shit, and then, yeah. like, you know, my, my grandpa liked reading when he was a kid, and he was like, you need to listen, you need to read Edgar Allan Poe since you're into some weird shit. So I like wrote this fucking essay about him. Yeah. And then uh, it was like the only time I wrote an essay and it was good. But they said I didn't do was it. Was it good? It was good, man. It was an A paper. <laughs> but she said I did not do it. Oh, like you didn't write the paper and at I all? And I was like, no, I definitely did. You can call my parents. They like helped me with it, you know? Yeah. And then uh, she was like, no, you paid somebody to do it. And so I picked my desk up and launched it at her ass. Oh, I guess you were saying you plagiarized it. Yeah. Because it's the only time you did work. Yeah, because I was like, man, this is fucking stupid. So you just... <laughs> Tesco, what was the result of that? Uh, I ended up in anger management classes. Yeah. Did you say in that class? Yeah. You serious? Yeah, man. They was, let you go back to the teacher's like class a, you threw a fucking desk Yeah, at. man. It was a counselor, dude. <laughs> he was cool as fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was cool, man. All right, man. Just digging up facts about your childhood is never a letdown. You can just could write them down, <laughs> and then whenever I start, you'll yeah, never whenever be able you to fucking stop. hit that spree, I can't wait to fucking. Get I'll back be a in the life. eyes of the FBI. You're like, gee, man, I wonder why this guy that huffed every chemical and attacked teachers and went down the road of fucking serial killing. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I'm ready to take everybody. Yeah, his home life. <laughs> his home life was a pile of shit. Uh, his mom Anna Yorkin got a like came into OCD, didn't have it, but she became obsessed with cleanliness. 
which, you know, I, I don't know if I should call it OCD, but she just like got on some spree where everything had to be spotless. Yeah. So she would use that to kick the kids out of the house, lock them out. It's Canada. It's cold as fuck. You know, put them outside on freezing cold days and not let them back in for the entire day and night. Yeah. Just to quote unquote clean, you know, and the dad wasn't there and he was also losing his mind at the same time. Um, all they, he had two brothers. So it was a family of three boys. All three of them, Recall a time where Anna put the kids' pet rabbits. They had four rabbits. She took the cages and put them out in the cold intentionally for them to freeze to death because they were rabbits that shit in cages. Donald Newman, his father, was diagnosed with schizophrenia in 1994, and he divorced Anna right away. And so since Anna was unfit and he was unfit, all three of the Newman boys were forced to move in with their abusive grandmother. Yeah. And Luca, being the middle child, somehow became the brunt of who got the abuse. Uh, he was effeminate yeah. before he moved in. Was with he her. the oldest or the youngest? He's the middle child. That's what oh, I was trying okay. to say. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he started dyeing his hair different colors, started bleaching his hair. He would go from black to blonde, from black to blonde. When he was still living with his parents before he lived with her, and he didn't give up on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean, but it's, the middle child usually not the one that gets. It's always the the last or the first. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, well, he was the one that was different. Yeah, you know, he like the other boys were athletic and strong, and he was just effeminate. I mean, yeah. I don't know the right way to put that, but that's what they all described it as. Like yeah. other children were noticing his effeminate behavior. His parents I mean, were. Yeah. His grandmother was. So his grandma and his brother Conrad started calling him faggot. Mm. which is, you know, going to work out great for well, the majority of like homeless youth in America are, are gay. Yeah. Maybe their parents send them out until they can't come back because yeah. of religious preference, especially in the South. Right. Yes. So. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a conflict of morals with the parents, right? Yeah. So he was pretty subdued in school. Like I was saying, unless his temper got pushed. So he, he didn't like make a huge impact on people unless he had to rage out. And yeah. when he did, of course that made a hard impact. Uh, 2003, he started his career in sex work when he was 18. He was making online porn and mm. stripping and sometimes working as a male escort. In 2004, he met an underdeveloped adult woman online. And what I mean by underdeveloped is she was an adult, you know, 23, 24, but she had the mind of a 12-year-old is what, okay. the, what the court case would end up saying. He ran up $17,000 by taking her around and she would bring shit up on her credit cards. Okay. Um, he may have sexually assaulted her because she wasn't fit to say yes or no that he did or not. He kind of got away with it, but it was definitely alleged by her family. Like she basically told her family that they had had intercourse and she wasn't of the right mental frame to agree to that. So they don't know exactly how that came about. Like she couldn't sit down and say like, Hey, we had sex. She was just like talking about some things that had happened. Well, well, usually with uh, somebody like him, uh, when they're picked on for being feminine, you know, gay rather, you know, uh, they find somebody weaker than them and try to work, work that out. Like, am I really gay? You know? So they try to try to do that. Kind of like John Wayne Gacy. That was my kind of my point with that. There's a lot of that. With people that are always called like fag or anything like that, they try to work it out somehow. But maybe I'm not like this, and here's this, you know, and I've been doing this, and yeah. you know, you're trying to work it out mentally. But it, 
never comes to uh yeah so because of her situation when this he he had he got tried over this because you know her family found out that he had her because again she was in her 20s she could take out credit cards yeah she could get all these things lines of credit at different stores for sure he took her to the store and abused that and then shame on the fucking salespeople that would look at that and be like okay um but well you know he could have said that he was her brother or some shit and trying to help her out who knows regardless he he got tried for it you know what i mean and when he went to court for it the sexual assault got brought it up because she couldn't testify and say directly like we had sex didn't know how to put it into words didn't describe anything about that when she got put on the spot he slid away with that and he'd already been diagnosed with several mental health issues just going through the school system Mm -hmm. the judge took that into account especially after speaking with him um, he had been uh, diagnosed with narcissism, mm-hmm. uh, manic depression. He was supposed to be on medication for the manic depression. And the judge told him that he had to take the medicine every day. And the yeah. reason why he kind of skated away with this is because he had not been taking the medicine. So he yeah. went into like a manic state is what the defense was. And the judge said, if you do not do this, you're going to be responsible when your life spirals out of control. You have these conditions. Yeah. You know you have them. You know you have to take these medicines. Get on it. Uh, and another thing too is even even if he was taking them regularly, I think within sometimes a matter of months or within a matter of years, that that medicine quits working for anybody who's truly bipolar, yeah, or manic depressive. So they have to switch medications, you know, things like I don't know why that is, but that's usually what happens. They usually have four or five. They've tried everything. They have to go back to the first thing they tried or the second thing they tried because it changes their uh, chemistry over time. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. And so after this case happened, he started going by the name Jimmy in his pornography career and male escort career. Um, he was in, he, he took out a full page ad to try to get modeling jobs, which cost a ton of money. And it was like a alternative lifestyle magazine called fab boy in mm. Canada. Uh, took out a full page, basically kind of used it as an escort ad and a way to try to get modeling jobs. He claimed to be a Russian immigrant going by the name Jimmy. Okay. Uh, in 2005, he was convicted again, one count of impersonation and three counts of fraud. One at Sears, one at Brick, which was like a Canadian version of Ikea, and one at a store called 2001 Audio Video. He had impersonated a woman himself to take out a line of credit cards. He got nine months of a deferred sentence, which meant basically if he did anything, he could go to jail during that nine months for this amount of time. And then he got 12 months of probation after that. That is when he officially changed his name to Luco Rocco Magnata. Uh, and that was in August 12th of 2006 to kind of step away from that whole thing with his yeah. legal name attached to it. Uh, and even though he switched his name, he was still on the hook for all these certain debts that he had rang up in his own name. So he filed bankruptcy in May of 2007. And he himself owed about $20,000 in debt. Um, you know, he came up with the Luca Rocca Magnata thing because he was obsessed with, you know, mafia shit. Mm-hmm. He like had in his mind that he wanted to be a private detective. Like yeah. he was into noir gumshoe shit. He really, you know, you can tell that he's manic because he has so many things that he's swinging through in his mind. Yeah. Uh, he also has got his mind set on being famous any way possible. He doesn't have a specific thing. It's not like he has his talent. 
that he's focused on yeah. to try to take that to the highest level. Which you know? two other personality disorders come up in this, which we always mention all the time, borderline personality disorder, where you want to be more important than what you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you detach from your family, your family doesn't want you, but you've attached yourself to your mom or your dad or whoever. Yeah. And then the other would be antisocial personality disorder, which is conduct disorder when you're younger. Right. So anything to do with authority, breaking the law, whatever you do that, you know, so him doing committing fraud and, and changing his name and doing all that, that, those two disorders come up pretty frequently. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of weird with, with those kind of people. It's like, yeah, bipolar makes sense. Being depressive. Yeah. So then it's just whatever gets in your head that you want to do. There's no like real direction to get there, but that's like your main objective. So the idea, okay, I want to be famous, but he's not like, Learning to play guitar. Yeah. He's not learning to do comedy. He's not learning to act. Yeah. You know, just trying to get in however he can. And this thing, is, those things that pop up in their head is they can't make it up as regular people. They can't do a regular job. Right. Yeah. Because they can't. And I get that. Even though for the most part, that's why they're doing shit like sex work. And yeah. Like that, because it also feeds into the antisocial personality disorder. I mean, yes. sex is a huge part of that. Yeah. I mean, it's dominance. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's control. It's all those things. I don't know if that's what the sex was like with him, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, there's not a ton about his sex life. You know, one thing um, is that he's, at this point, calling himself bisexual. Yeah. Says he's, like, legitimate 50-50 men and women. Like, yeah. basically, whoever he's attracted to, he'll commit to them. Uh, there was There's, like, a pretty fun thing to look at on YouTube. It's, like, an interview with his ex-girlfriend, Barbie, who was a man uh, transgendered into a woman. I think it's the right way to say that. Uh, so he's pansexual. Well, yeah, I mean, he's whatever, you know, he's basically just down yeah. to fuck, uh, yeah. whatever he wants to fuck, you know, he's just into it. And he's also trying to make any type of porn that he can. And, uh, you know, if you, there's a lot of interviews with Luca online that you can find. And in, in those interviews, you'll see him, um, talking about his sexuality different every time. Yeah. You know, a lot of his interviews are where he was trying out to be on reality shows or trying to get jobs. That you can you can peer through and I mean you can you just get a glimpse into what type of person you're dealing with. He's never the same person twenty yeah. minutes from now. Yeah. You know, like that multiple personality disorder shit is real. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think it's that. I don't because like personality multiple personality disorder is whenever Or borderline personality sorry. Borderline, yeah, yeah, it comes out more because it's uh it's like how can I please people and I can become this way because I'm accepted. They just want to be accepted more than anything. Yeah. And 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 when I say this, I'm like, if you're in this field, don't think that I'm judging you at all. But a lot of strippers have have that. And I know a lot of strippers that don't. They yeah. don't have that. They're just trying to make ends meet. It's a little way to make yeah. money. Well, but then, as a man who's dated a stripper before, yeah. you know, been around. You've been around it more, I guess, when you were working. Yeah, in a I worked around but it. I've been around it a fair amount, and it's you know, uh, the type of person who. It. I mean, you know, basically. I think it's rare to find a type of person who just likes yeah. being naked and likes the performance aspect of it. Uh, and of course, you know, enjoys the money. It's it's usually something way more complicated yeah. that leads to it. It's like one in 10. That's just like, yeah, this well, is right. This is what I like to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it, anything that you can make a lot of money easily. And there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of people in anything where you have to put yourself out there like comedy. Yeah. There's a lot of comics who, when they're starting out or and then that leads into forever when they're going to step on stage in front of a bunch of people, yeah. they have to drink. You have to get loose. You have to like put your mind in a certain place. Yeah. You have to break down. I knew, I knew a girl that whenever I worked, when I was in security at a strip club, her name, her dance name was faith Yeah, because she was a Christian. Sure. But she had to do what she had, she had to do to, 
to feed her kid, and her husband didn't work. Yeah. And they had to make payments or whatever. And she didn't drink. She didn't do drugs. She didn't do nothing. She yeah. was straight laced. Yeah. And when she came to the club, she showed it all. Yeah. And then she would leave. And she yeah. always tipped me great, and we were always really cool, but... Yeah. Then you'd have the other ones that were like having sex with dogs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's you know? one in ten, dude. One yeah. in ten. You know what I mean? And that, I mean, you know, that could be any job. It's just a more rare thing to find because it does take. You got to do something to make yourself get into the right mental frame yeah. to be naked in front of people to start with. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if you're normal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you're not. If you're not, it's no. It's no thing. It's just another facet. Yeah. You know. You know. But then that, that, that becomes the borderline personality disorder because you know you want to make a lot of money. Fast, yeah, and uh, so you just associate that with that as a, like so your morality. Well, it, it has more to do with the attention you get than the money. Yeah, well, it's, all the above. It's you know. like a, I, like we brought it before. It has to do with the, your childhood. At two, you figure yeah. out that's what terrible twos are. It's when you're drawing on the walls and doing all that shit. You figure out your own your own, your own person. People with uh, borderline personalities or don't do that. Right. They don't draw on the walls. They are attached to their mom or their dad or whoever. Mm. Whoever's also. A, Abusing them. Majority of the time, the parents have borderline personality disorder. Yeah. So it feeds into the kid, and then you're uh, you're kind of doing all this weird stuff. And then so what happens is if the mom has borderline personality disorder, you don't love me if you don't do this. So they separate the kid. Then the kid goes out and dates, and then whoever they're dating, they try to become that person, their interest. Uh, like our buddy that we don't talk to anymore, his interest was skateboarding. That girl's interest became skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's running right. around trying to figure out why she's trying to stab me with a knife or yeah. trying to hit me with a car, you right. know, things like that. Yeah. And so that's the way they live is they try to put friction in any relationship they're in so that you prove your love to them. Yes. And everybody else is an asshole if they don't. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense when you put so. it that way to me. Um, well, th- that leads into him trying to find a fast way to fame in uh, 2006, you know what I'm saying? 2007 it's like the hot area of uh reality tv yeah it's like the perfect thing for somebody who's not sure of themselves doesn't have any like exact viable skills to get famous it's the perfect road because you know reality tv we all know is scripted now when it first came out people didn't understand that it was scripted yeah. so but they would they didn't they wouldn't use any known actors because that would bust them out. So they would just look for anybody they could that would fit into a bill. So that led to thousands and thousands of people trying out for something that only had a limited amount of spots. Yeah. So it just became the circuit of people trying to get on reality TV shows, just like auditioning for anything else. If you're an actor, except you're not an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the first thing he tried to get on was a show called cover man. It's where 30 people compete to be a model with a contract and get their picture on the cover of About Magazine. Uh, so, 30, like, a thousand people tried out. They picked 30. Luca did not make the cut. And in the interview for that, you get a lot of insight into... Because, what you know, what they're doing is, like, a screen test. They're telling him certain things. They tell him... It's like the people doing it were pretty good at trying to figure people out. Because they know what type of personality they want to be on the reality TV yeah. show. So, they're, they are telling him that he's too skinny. Yeah. And then he just like quickly goes into all these crazy lies about, well, I used to be really fat. I lost all this weight. Well, that mm-hmm. wasn't true. And then the guy's like, well, could you put on more weight? He's like, oh, yeah, I can put on weight easy. Borderline like every, personality yeah, disorder. You, you, you know. Just coinciding with what you're saying. Yeah. He, uh, he tries to fit into everything to please the person. And the people that are casting the show pick up on that. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, they tell him basically he's not 
that great looking. His 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 headshots don't look that good. He looks better in real life. Like he needs yeah. to take care of that shit and come back. And so that sends him into the circuit of trying out to be on. He gets addicted to that. Yeah. And so he finds out uh, about this show that was uh, man, what the fuck? This show it's on. It's first. First of all, what's weird to me is I guess this is some Canadian shit. It's on the Slice Network. Yeah. And it's a show called Plastic Makes Perfect. And the idea of it is that it's people that get a lot of plastic surgeries to look a certain way. Like, they're always questing after it. So he found out about this and started getting a lot of plastic surgery. Because he was like, yo, I could get on this reality TV show. Like, that's how far he's willing to go to try to do something. Yeah. Not, like, learn something or or get great at something, but to try to get a quick fix. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So he's willing to start getting plastic surgery done to him. Permanent altering surgery. With, like, not a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to go on. And it's the same thing. You know, they interview him. The lady realizes, like, yo, this guy's crazy as fuck. And then she starts addressing him like she's a psychologist and asking him if she, he thinks that he's addicted to plastic surgery. Like, do, does yeah. he think the reasons that he's doing this is because he has borderline personality disorder? Like, do you think that you're just trying to fit the bill for everybody and no, yeah. you don't care about yourself? And, you know, he's going along with whatever she thinks he thinks she wants to hear. And he doesn't get on that show either. Yeah. And so, you know. And that's what's crazy is because that lady had to have some understanding of, of something. Because it's, it's been a couple of years since I've actually seen that interview. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember it. And when she's, a, when she's talking to him, it's somebody that definitely seems like they maybe have had a job in mental health before. Well, I would think that that would be the perfect person to cast people for a yeah. reality show. Because if you're trying to put together, like, a good reality show. You, and want, again, some, you want freaks. You want, yeah, you want, you want freaks and you want personalities that are willing to like kind of go with what you like. You can put them in a room and have an idea of what you want them to do and loosely scripted and they're going to fall into that. You know what I mean? You, you, you don't want to have someone insane (laughs) that's going to kill somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but you also want, like, just to be able to. You don't want them sane either. Yeah. Like, you need to be able to know what a personality is to do that job well, I would think, as a casting agent. Like, borderline personality just has, has a lot of different levels, I think. Um, with men, it it's more dangerous, yeah. way more dangerous, yeah, and way more rare. Yeah, and it's yeah, it is, it is a lot more. Well, rare. because you know, I've, uh, you know, you can almost blame it on society because the archetype of being a man, yeah, it's like certain things that you're expected to conform to, which most of it is like being like being your own man is yeah. a part of like what society considers being a man. Well, if you look at the the new uh, publication of the DSM five, it involves uh, social media now. Yeah, there's there's direct personality disorders that involve social media. Yeah, so I mean, you know, one in f- I'm I'm sure I've said this before, but one in four of children are are. Uh, borderline personalities were now one in four that's a lot yeah and th- those people i mean what is that st- statistic as far as like it turning to a psychopath or sociopath i mean that's pretty high yeah because it, then it's like one in four of that especially in the united states I yeah mean, where we already created most of the craziest yeah. serial killers that there are and this is a great look into social media because what i was about to say next is that in 2007 like the, like i barely had a facebook luca magnata had 70 facebooks he had made himself 20 websites. We should hire this motherfucker. Yeah. Because as far as internet, like, I hate the fucking internet. I'm yeah. not good at it. Uh, I do, like, a troll Facebook page, City of Little Rock. And I do, like, our Facebook. Like, I suck so bad at keeping up with that shit. 
This guy is running around with 70 fucking Facebook accounts, yeah. 20 websites, and we don't even have one website. You know what I'm saying? We do, but it well, really, yeah, yeah, it doesn't I mean, have shit on it because we don't know how to fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? This no. guy is like entrepreneurial. Yeah. Like he's working hard, but just a crazy shit that's not going to lead him anywhere. But what he starts doing on the internet through message boards, through his websites, through Facebook, MySpace, any social media thing that he can use to put things out about him. So he like basically starts to build this character. And if he, he does it in enough places that people start to like know who he is in different communities, not like big ones, but it's like, you know, uh, I used to post on the bridge nine board, which is just yeah. like people that are into hardcore music. It's like people knew who each other were based on like the volume you post, the shit you post, uh, you know, like lamb goat. There was a message board for that. It's just yeah. like you're in certain communities and if you post you know, it's like any group of people anywhere online is the same thing. You get to know who people are. And so he's like making different characters. But he had two accounts on the uh, racist website Stormfront. And on both of them, he was just tearing Chinese people apart. That was like the thing that he was against. Which That's hilarious. Is really fucking weird. What's funny as fuck is uh, Stormfront is a Arkansas ran. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's like the number one white power dude. And he's from Arkansas. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Harrison? Uh, no, I think... Mountain like, Home. Somewhere close to Fayetteville. Rogers, maybe? Oh, weird. And I can't think of the That's dude's like name offhand. That's like a pretty progressive Arkansas. I've area. seen the guy before, you know, because I went to, like, some of that shit locally, but they were in the Arlington uh, with some uh, skinheads stomping and marching and shit inside the Arlington before the FBI is stopped it, It's them. not that Billy Roper guy. It is Billy Roper, That yeah. guy doesn't own Stormfront. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Let's not have an argument on the podcast. I mean, Billy Roper Stormfront, no, dude. No, he doesn't own it. Let's not have an argument. Let's I'm just not, not do I it. mean, I'm not going to argue with you. But that but guy is like a like a well known Arkansas. He's Stormfront, dude. Uh, just I, I'm telling you, I'm getting tired of having arguments. He's going to do it for us. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm right or wrong. Yeah, Don Black is that Don Black is the guy that owns Stormfront, and also um, when they looked into all of Luca Magnata's okay. website shit, he was like following Don Black on every social media platform. So, like, by the time they caught him, Twitter was out. He was following him on Twitter, yeah. Facebook. Uh, Billy Roper's not near that big of a deal. But first of all, fuck that guy. We, 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 oh, do, we have Arkansas sure. listeners. Yeah, that guy's yeah. a piece of shit. I went at him on Twitter several times. Is how I know this shit. Yeah. It's like I was, like, trying to make fun of him, and he was, like, laughing at the jokes because I was, like, making fun of how he looked and shit. Yeah. But uh, he's, like, an extra piece of shit. Like, he's not even – that Billy Roper guy is, like, not a big figure, you know? Yeah, he's just like a fucking dude. He's well, he, in Arkansas. I don't think he was until uh, yeah. I mean, he's the got Charlottesville like a lot of, shit. Yeah, he's got a lot of Twitter followers, but yeah. He, yeah, he was at Charlottesville, and then like one of the dudes that got arrested. Uh, you know, it's like there was a guy. They post a mugshot of this dude. And he's he's like in prison for seven years because in that Charlottesville riot, yeah, there was like uh, these shitheads all jumped on one black guy in a parking garage. Yeah. And one of the dudes that like kicked the guy in the head a couple times was from like Jonesboro, Arkansas or something. Yeah. And th- when they were looking for him, the mugshot they had, he was wearing a suffocation shirt. Yeah. It's like, yo, do you not know? <laughs> like two of the members are black and like one is Hispanic. Yeah. Like, like suffocating. Yeah. And then you're like a white power guy. Like you got like, you're obviously dumb as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're just trying to be extreme in all areas of Which, your hey, life. Which, hey, if you're going to whoop somebody's ass, take your shoe off before you kick him in the fucking face because it is a, uh, uh, what is it? Attempted homicide. murder. Or yeah. Attempted homicide. Yeah, yeah, so that guy's in prison for like seven years, but that, but like, he was with Billy Roper's group. Yeah. But they were just people, they're just causing shit, talking shit, you know, not about anything. Man, I would, listen, I fucking, there's more than, there's only, there's only several things that would just toot my horn, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 
I would just love to fucking get in a fist of cuffs with a bunch of white power dudes. Yeah, I mean, those guys here, they, like, can't fight. You know what I mean? No, they They're can't. just softs. It's just, it's just some weird thing where people are searching for an identity. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, like, personality disorder, or they're bullied, or they're, like, outcasts. And, you know, what's just fucking dorks trying to find somewhere to belong. Not being comfortable with themselves yeah. and finding an easy way in by linking up with a group like that, you know, it's just a weak-minded shit. Yeah, weak-minded stupid. attracts weak minds, and then and when they come together, they feel like they're a strong mind, and uh, it's it, it's embarrassing. It's soft to man. the entire world. Yeah, it's just it's, soft. it's like guys it's you weak. could just pin down if you had some kittens that were looking for some milk, you could just pin them down and let them suck that titty, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the cats would go, oh, there's no milk here, and then we go to the next titty. But yeah, uh, the dude was on Stormford. I mean, but that doesn't mean anything. He just had all types of crazy shit going on and tried to make a name for himself wherever he could. Uh, just lays front that he probably doesn't like fucking Chinese people, which is going to be important here in a minute. Um, so the, like the first, but beyond his legality issues with fraud, money, exploiting, you know, the mentally handicapped. Uh, the next legal issue that he gets into is that he started, he figured out uh, this whole thing with him getting fame an easy way when reality shows weren't working out started with the two girls, one cup reaction videos. Yeah. So like two girls, one cup. Oh yeah. It's uh, it's somebody in Brazil took two girls and they figured out that if you, whatever you put in an asshole is going to come out. Yeah. So they came up with a concoction of ice cream Mm -hmm. that looked just like shit. Yep. And so they cram one girl's ass full of ice cream. She shits it out into a cup. Mm-hmm. The other girl eats the shit looking ice cream, which is basically now shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sure the girl intimate and everything. First. I mean, you're shitting it out. Yeah. And so she eats it and she throws up. It just tastes better. And then they eat the throw up. Yeah. And then it's a huge video. It's everywhere. Well, I remember MySpace, and I remember our buddy posting it on my shit. Yeah. And, like, this is what I live with my parents still. Yeah. And my gra- when I say my parents, my grandparents. Yes, so my did. grandpa goes, uh, what you watching? And I was <laughs> like, well, let me. <laughs> and so I go, hey, listen, I didn't put this on here. Somebody yeah. else did. And so I, I show him, and he's, and I'm like, explain it to him. You showed it to your grandpa? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, hey, I was like, listen. Because I knew what it was, and yeah. so I knew that when I, I was like, I might get in trouble for this, but it might be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm oh, like, it's hilarious. I'm like, it's two girls, and they start making out, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's Southern Baptist, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, he's probably never watched porn ever in his life. Yeah, probably not. And he goes, uh, he goes, well, what happens next? I was like, well, I'll just show you. And then he sees it, and he's like, whoa. He's like, wow. You know, he's kind of like, oh, man. Yeah. And then it happens, and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then I, I don't fucking stop it. And then they start shitting in the, in the cup. And he's like, stop the video. Stop the video. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. And, I, and then they start barfing, and he goes, what are they going to do with that? And then, <laughs> And he's like, he's like, you know, he was, he was straight up a fucking cop, you know? So yeah. he, like, he's seen a lot of yeah. shit. And so he's like sitting there and like, that ain't nothing. You know, like has that, like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that whole thing. And then, and then I hear him in his room watches it. fucking barfing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't nothing. And he's like going, 
remember that <laughs> shit, you know? Hold his fist up to his face, Woo! trying to keep it in. Oh my god, that was the funniest Incredible. shit, man. Great fucking times. And so oh. that's why he was terrified of dirty legged women, yeah, man, because he thought yeah. I was bringing up some fucking ladies. Gonna eat their own shit, vomit. Yeah, man. And then me be downstairs and fucking have an old fucking bedpan. But not only was that video huge, but people making reaction videos about that yeah. were huge. So he started doing that. He tried to get in the community. Where, you know, and a lot of people making reaction videos already had a name for themselves. They had a particular thing going on on YouTube. And this is, again, you know, we're talking in 2010 and 11 right now. Not too far off from where we're at yeah. now. But it's still like when YouTube was the Wild West. You know, fucking eight years ago, YouTube was fucking insane. Yeah. Like, you could still get in and ergonomically gain millions of followers and, and then monetize it. Yeah. So that, that was the beginning of that. And people were just figuring out how to do that, figuring out how to market. So they knew that posting reactions to that video would get people to it. So he starts doing shit like that. And then he thinks to himself, you know, I could make the terrible video that gets the people to react to it. Yeah. You know, he has no fucking social conscience. Like the first thing that he did is that he fed a cat to a boa constrictor. And I remember this video being out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I mean, dude, I think everyone's had a f fucking f snake friend that yeah. you've seen them feed, like, a rat. My or wife a, loves snakes. Or a rabbit to a fucking boa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, she is, seems like a fucking snake person. But she used to have raccoons. I mean, she was just a pet. She's just, like, animals. Yeah. Yeah. So, she had her pet raccoon. It was pretty cool. That's raccoons cool. are tight. Did you see the raccoon? No, I didn't, mm -hmm. man. She just you told me they were hard the to deal with. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a wild motherfucker. But she said she was like, man, it, she said it kind of fucked her up watching, like, people, f like, feed the, the snakes. They had snakes, too. She said she wouldn't yeah. watch it, you know. She like rats, too, so. Yeah, man, snakes are fucking cool, dude. Like, I like a snake, but, you, but what I'm saying is, is, like, we've all seen that. Yeah. At some point. It's not like that's a great mystery, but... What you haven't seen is a snake eat a fucking cat, you know? And they, of course they will, but th th there's like certain animals that we're like, you're like a rat. Can we watch that right now? No, because it's on YouTube and it'll get us pulled from YouTube. Uh, so, okay. you know, you, you could watch, well, it's not on YouTube, but you know, we can't play any video anyway. So, um, yeah, we can. There's like a, there's a reaction videos. Oh, shut the fuck up. There's like a level of animal. Yeah. That you're acceptable. Like, you don't care. Like, most people don't care if a rat dies. Like, if you have a rat in your house, what's your first solution? Kill that motherfucker. Exactly. So, if you, if someone feeds a fucking rat to a snake, it's no problem. If you have a, a stray kitten walking around in the yard, what's your first reaction? A stray kitten? Yeah, like a baby cat. I don't know, I guess. Like, it ain't killing. You call, know what I mean? Yeah, call it. You know, try to... I know I had a long pause there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're new to the cat game. You yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never been a cat person. Cats. I like cats now, yeah. Yeah, so... I never killed a cat. Anyway, the fucking name of the video was Python Christmas. Um, Burmese Python ate a kitten alive. And that launched an investigation. You know, people were trying to find out who it was. He was going by Luca Magnata, which was his legal name now, but he was like a ghost. Like, nobody could exactly figure out who it was and the rumor came out and what he would do is use like all of his profiles to whoever like brought that inquiry up about him to just 
destroy that person. Like, yeah. attack them or just send them thousands of emails from different email accounts and, like, make them be like, well, fuck, I don't even want to be involved in this shit. And then that got so many views, so many reactions floated around the internet. I mean, that was an infamous internet video. Like, I for sure saw that shit. Yeah, I did too. Uh, then he came out with one in 2010 called One Boy, Two Kittens which showed a man deliberately suffocating two kittens with a vacuum cleaner. I never saw that one. I've heard of it before. Let's watch it right now. No, shut the fuck up. We can up. definitely watch it right now. I don't want to watch that. I don't either. Then it's why a, would we watch it? It's about what the fans want. Nobody wants us to watch that. Yeah, they do. We'll watch the video of him killing the guy. We're going to do that? I'm with it. Can we do that, Mark? We can, so we're going to watch one... Lunatic one ice pick. Yeah. And and I, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to react to it. This is a warning. This uh, is a warning. Well, let me let me say a couple of things first, all right? To just to like what what we we pause it for a second to decide if we want to play this. Uh so first of all, uh I honestly think I would be way more fucked up watching animals die because yeah. uh in my life like seeing my fucking dog die, that fucked me up. Like yeah. I've seen dead bodies and shit. That was way worse. Uh, I don't want to be any part of that. Um, so basically what I'm getting at, what I was getting at is that like this guy had already figured out a way through dealing with people who did snuff videos and in that community to cover himself. He figured out how to post like videos of animals getting killed without even using like people assumed it was this Luca Magnata guy, but he had such a vast internet presence that he was blanketed. Yeah. He was hard to find. Um, so when, when his video, One Boy, Two Kittens, which was him suffocating two kittens with a vacuum cleaner, um, there was a $5,000 reward put out to bring whoever did it to justice. In February 2011, Toronto police began investigating Magnata in connection with the videos after receiving a complaint from the Ontario Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals because they had been contacted that it was probably him. And they also contacted the Royal Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in England, the FBI, and police in Montreal due to the suspect's extensive travels. And what he was doing was traveling for sex work. So he was going all over the place, but there was no definitive proof that he was who put it out. But he was online so much that people basically tracked it down and assumed who it was. Like, people were trying to find out who it was for the $5,000 reward, and then people who were involved in, like, animal rights were trying to find out who it was, obviously, because he tortured animals. Now... Around the same time, there was a video that came out that I can't remember if I said it on the podcast or on YouTube yet that fucked me up bad when I saw it, which is three guys, one hammer. Yeah. It's uh, three kids in Ukraine. What they did was they killed 21 people, and we'll definitely do an episode on this at some point because it's fucking bananas. Yeah. Um, They killed 21 people, and they made an infamous video where they fucking are on bicycles, or they're on their feet. There's a guy on a bicycle. They run up behind the guy, put a bag over his head. Smash his face with a hammer, take the bag off, stick a fucking screwdriver in his eye, swirl it around, and you can visibly, like, very audibly hear everything that's going on with it. Uh, it's the sound that fucks me up because the yeah. sound the guy is making when he's dying, it's like, you know, when someone gets knocked out, yeah. you're like, mm, mm, like, yeah. he, like they're. they're it's even disturbing when it happens in, like, a, uh, when you're, when you're watching, uh, UFC. Yeah. Well, you know, like I've, you know, seen street fights where it's happened. I've been in MMA fights. I've been at MMA fights. Like I've seen it happen in real life a lot where people gets knocked out. And even when, you know, it's just the reaction being knocked out. That sound, the look of it. It, It's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's not a good feeling. It makes your guts feel weird. Um, So that 
when they got caught for all their murders, and it was because of this video being out online. It was a huge video. People were doing reaction videos to that. Uh, it was a giant gore video. What the three kids said is that they were making snuff videos for a super rich collector of snuff videos. So they, they would send them all the shit, and they were going to get paid a ton of money in the future. That's why they did it. Well, there was no evidence of that ever found whatsoever, which doesn't mean it's not true. Uh, but they basically, especially when you're dealing with a deep web, exactly dark web shit. Yeah, but at, and you know, again, this is an older time. Like that, it's way more advanced what we know about the dark web now than it was in 2011. But even so, even so, what I'm getting at is, uh, mm, okay, uh, we'll have to pause again in a second. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna keep talking on the podcast right now. But uh, anyway. Man, that just went me up. Okay, so the the three kids made their excuse of uh, some guy paying them for snuff videos. Could have been true, could not have been true. But Luca Magnata just heard that part that there was somebody that once you were known for these snuff videos, somebody out there would pay you a ton of money. And on top of that, he just liked getting the reactions, the notifications, the fucking bliss of having a video with millions of watches. You know what I'm saying? People looking for him, people saying his name, people looking at his alias's name, people trying to find out who he was. He liked that shit. You know what I mean? That was like what his whole quest was for. So he's found a way to find fame. Um, So he, uh, you know, should we go, we should go through the murder first, right? Yeah. Explain. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So I, I'm sorry it's a little bit choppy for podcasting, but essentially we've ta- talked ourselves into watching this video. Well, maybe we should do it after. Yeah, yeah, it should be the end. Perfect. Yeah, it should be the end of it. All it's, right. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> you know, this motherfucker, um, and, and like one thing that he did with this fucking online personality, which, you know, ties us into last week, he had such an online presence that he could just make up rumors about himself and then they could be substantiated almost in real life because they circulate around the web so much. Like it was rumored that Luca had dated our friend from last week, Carla Homolka, in 2007. Luca denied this and said it was part of an online attack on his character. No, it was just some shit that he made up and passed around the internet. Okay. So when he got caught for for doing this shit, it came back like, "Whoa!" It turns out you could had dated them, uh, and they, like his ex girl from Barbie that has got several interviews publicly but they're all on youtube was saying that he was obsessed with paul and carla so he he knew everything about them and he just made rumors about that through the knowledge that he had and got people to believe that he had dated her yeah beyond the like after she got divorced from paul in prison in 2007 basically so you know total bullshit and then um you know he, he comes up with a way to make himself famous and that's to make the video one lunatic, one ice pick. Now, the, the facts of it is that he murdered uh, Lin Jun. And he, that was in either the 24th or 25th of May, 2012. Uh, the, in America, Lin Jun was known as Justin Lin. He was an international student from Wuhan, an undergraduate in the engineering and computer science facil- fa- uh, facility at Concordia University. He worked part-time as a convenience store clerk in Port St. Charles. Uh, Lynn had been living and studying in Montreal since 2011. He moved to Griffintown Area Apartment with a roommate on May 1st. He was last seen on May 24, 2012. His friends reported getting a text message from his phone at 9 p.m. 
his boss became suspicious when he didn't show up for work the next day because he was super reliable, had never missed a day at work, had never not been in contact with his boss. Uh, three of his friends went to his apartment on the 27th, couldn't find him. And, you know, when you report an adult missing to police, it's not the same as a kid. You're a fucking adult. You can travel whenever you want to. So if you say like, hey, we haven't heard from this guy. Well, are you his wife or his parents? No, we're his friends and we're just worried about him. Well, maybe he could have gone back to his country. There's several things that could happen. So it's not put into motion the same way as a kid. So it's not officially reported missing until May 29th. Um, on May 25th, 2012, the video, One Lunatic, One Ice Pick, was uploaded to bestgore.com. And I mean, we'll tell you now, it's a naked man tied to a bed frame being repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick and then a kitchen knife and then completely dismembered followed by acts of necrophilia. The perpetrator uses a knife and fork to cut off some of the flesh and then gets a dog to chew on the body. Yeah. During the video in 1987, the 1987 new order song, there's your dark wave. True faith plays in the background. Great song, great band and a poster for the 1942 film. Casablanca is visible on the wall. Canadian authorities obtained a more extensive version of the video and said cannibalism may have been performed. Materials promoting the video appeared online 10 days before the murder took place. In other words, what Luca Magnano was doing was using his online presence to hype that there was a gore video coming. He got in touch with bestgore.com, which is going to bring some legal implications upon them to sell this video. Now, I mean, this this is just another area that we're going on through from last week where there is, uh, you know, it, it, the Homolka case, funny enough, kind of began to shape internet law in Canada. Yeah. And we talked about that a lot last week, so no reason to go back into it. Um, but this gets even crazier than the video was what Luca Magnata does next. On May 26th, attorney from, Mon- uh, from Montana attempted to report the video to Toronto police his local sheriff, and the FBI. But the report was dismissed by officials. So basically, um, they were saying that it was no way it's real. Yeah. Uh, Best Gore viewers attempted to report the video. And then later on, the same police confirmed that it was authentic and identified the victim, the Asian male, Lin June. Uh, and the, that w- So check this shit out. May 11th. 11 a.m., May 29th, 2012, the day he was officially reported missing. Yeah. A package containing a left foot was delivered to the national headquarters of the Conservative Party of Canada. The package was stained with blood and had a foul smell. It was marked with a red heart symbol, and another package containing a left hand was intercepted at a Canada post-processing facility addressed to the Liberal Party. A janitor discovered a decomposing torso inside a suitcase left in a gar- in a garbage pile in the alley behind an apartment building in the Snowden area of Montreal. He first saw the suitcase on May 25th, four days before that. It was not picked up due to the large amount of garbage that day. And, you know, when police found this, yeah. they opened it up and it's just infested with maggots. Oh, for it's sure. a disgusting decomposing body inside of a suitcase. <sighs> Uh, when police searched the scene, they removed human remains, bloody clothes, papers identifying the suspect, as well as sharp and blunt objects from the back alley. Footage from surveillance cameras inside the building showed a suspect bringing down numerous garbage bags, and the images matched the subject who was captured on video in the post office, which is not genius-level shit at all. No. That's borderline personality fucking jumping into something too fast and blowing it, is yeah. what that is. At 11.33 p.m. Eastern Time, police searched the apartment 208 of the building which Magnata was renting. 
He had moved in just four months prior and his rent was paid all the way up until June 1st. The apartment had been mostly emptied before he left. Blood was found on different items, including the mattress, the refrigerator, the table, and the bathtub. Uh, He wrote on the wall, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. What the fuck? Yeah. On May 30th, 2012, it was confirmed that the body parts belonged to the same individual later identified as Lynn June. The suspect in the case was quickly identified as McNaughton because they had him on video. However, he had pre-planned this shit. Yeah. Uh, somebody did give him a large amount of money to do this. And, you know, that... It gets weird with that. But he was able to flee the country. He already had connections through being a male escort. He basically was way ahead of, like, discussing shit on the internet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? This is pre... I think the thing that... Uh, I think the thing that blew up on the dark web is uh, Silk Road, which is like, you know, basically the Bitcoin purveyor. Once that guy got caught, you know, that really opened the, like, no one knew really about the dark web as far as authorities go. They knew that there was like an underground circuit of ways. There was also a case in Australia where somebody ordered some fucking um, disassociative anesthesia yeah. to kill their, to try to get their wife to kill themselves. Yeah. And they committed murder. Uh, and this just all linked into unpeeling the dark web, but this was before that. So the idea of there being like a secret transaction with somebody for making a gore video was just beyond comprehension of authorities at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, a note that was in the package to the conservative party said that six parties had been distributed and that the perpetrator would kill again. The other three packages also contain notes, but their contents were undisclosed by police. And the reason that they kept it a secret is because they were worried about copycat crimes. They didn't want someone else doing this shit. On June 5th, 2012, a package containing a right foot was delivered to St. George's School and another package containing a right hand to False Creek Elementary School in Vancouver, British Columbia. Both schools opened as normal the following morning, but it confirmed that both packages were sent from Montreal. On June 13th, the four limbs and the torso that were matched... I'm, I already went through that shit. I'm a fucking idiot. Um, his head was recovered on July 1st, is what I should have said, at the edge of a small lake in Montreal's Honoringen Park after police received an on, anonymous tip about where the head was at. Uh, his family had the body cremated and his ashes were buried on July 26th in Montreal. And, you know, there's a manhunt going on for Magnata the entire time. An arrest warrant was issued um, through Montreal and it got upgraded into a Canada-wide warrant. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police accused him of first-degree murder, committing an indignity to a dead body, publishing obscene material, mailing obscene, indecent, immoral, or scurrilous material, and criminally harassing Canadian Prime Minister Stephen Harper and several unnamed members of parliament on may 31st 2012 interpol issued a red notice for magnata at the request of canadian authorities and for several days before after and after his arrest his name and photo were displayed prominently at the top of the homepage of the interpol website which is as international as you can get for being some shit you know what i'm saying uh, the Red Notice requested that Magnata be provisionally arrested pending extradition back to Canada by any Interpol member state, which, 
you know, if you don't understand that because you're not a true crime dork like we are, yeah. basically the largest net of police involvement has been cast. America, Canada, Asia, Europe. If, if he's caught anywhere, he has to be extradited back to Canada. Which, what that means is like a lot of times if you're wanted for something and you flee to a different country, like let's say you left America to Iran and you get arrested in Iran for something and they notice that you want to be extradited back to America. But Iran doesn't like America, so they don't give a fuck about what America has to say. So they're not going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Interpol is involved, which is like a respected all the way around global police force emanating from Europe. Wherever you find them, if you communicate with Interpol, it usurps all government involvement. You have to be sent directly back to, basically, if you're like in the UN, you have to send that person back to where they came from. You know what I'm saying? So wherever he turns up at, if any authority finds out where he is, he's going back to face the charges in Canada. Uh, basically, they found out that Magnata booked a ticket for a flight from Montreal to Paris on May 25th using a passport with his own name, dipshit. After his arrival in France, his cell phone signal was traced to a hotel in Bagnolet, where he had left by the time police arrived, but they did find porn magazines, an air sickness travel bag from the flight company that he was on, and he used a false passport with the name Kurt Trammell at the hotel. They were, you know, he's just leaving a trail of dumb shit. Yeah. Shit that you don't do if you're a pro. Uh, he had been in contact... Um, he had been, he had contacts in Paris from a previous visit in 2010, which was escort related. Police were following a large frame man who he was with at the hotel until he left. Magnata then boarded a Eurolines bus at the Bangladesh coach station bound for Berlin, Germany. On June 4th, not very many days after Magnata was apprehended by Berlin police in an internet cafe and the New Colon district while he was reading news stories about himself. Fucking narcissist. He tried giving fake names before he admitted who he was. His identity was confirmed through fingerprint evidence. Magnata appeared in a Berlin court the next day, June 5th, 2012, and he did not oppose his extradition, didn't try to fight it. He was sent back because there was extensive evidence, blew his ass right back to Canada. Uh, he made it there on June 18th, 2012. He was flown back in a Canadian Air Force jet. A military transported him because uh, they didn't want to put him on a commercial flight because it was so much in the news in Canada that they've had to have too many resources to protect his safety, basically. Um, China was pissed off about it, which is funny because they, you know, China got word of the Stormfront shit. They thought it was racially motivated. And then the Chinese government questioned... <laughs> Chinese public safety in Canada. And that was the second killing of a high profile Chinese student in there in Canada within the same fucking year, which is wild as hell to me. Yeah. On uh, June 4th, 2012, Canadian prime minister, Stephen Harper said he was pleased that the suspect was arrested and congratulated police forces on their good work, apprehending him. Interim Liberal Party leader Bob Ray said that Canadians should mourn the victim rather than in any way, shape, or form celebrate Magnana's notoriety. Two days later, Lynn June's family arrived at the Trudeau Airport in Montreal. The Chinese Students and Scholars Association of Concordia University established a fund to defray expenses incurred by Lynn's family while they were in Canada, and an award was created in his honor. 
Magnata was named Canadian Newsmaker of the Year by the Canadian press, which pissed the government off because they had just said, do not celebrate his celebrity. Because that's what the guy wanted. That was his whole goal. The police knew it. They wanted... Like, this is always a thing with serial killers. And even what I feel fucking weird about doing sometimes, because we don't celebrate them, you know? We just talk about what's interesting about them to us, which is in yeah. a way celebrating him. But you know, that's always like a tinge of it is that that's what they want when you give it to them. It, it kind of recreates the problem. Well, they think that that's interesting, but they also don't understand that it is a, uh, it's like diagnosing the, the flu. You know, you got a sore throat, you're coughing, you're sneezing. I mean, you know, that's the flu. Yeah. You know, you got a fever, you're not doing so hot. But this is mental health. And so, they think that you're glorifying them because of their mental health disorder. Right. And uh, this is not anything to be glorified. No. This is fucked up. Still shit you need to know about. You know what I'm saying? And still shit that's interesting to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like finding the depravity in society and uh, being able to pick it apart, figure out how it happens, why it happens, is just the shit that my brain likes to find out about. You're going to find the fuck out about it. Uh... The guy that posted the video, BestScore.com's owner is Mark Merrick. Uh, they, they could never link him down to paying for the video. Somebody gave this guy an obscene amount of money to put the video out. Yeah. They don't know exactly who it was, um, but Mark Merrick got charged with corrupting public morals, which was a rarely used obscenity charge uh, for posting the video online. On January 25th, 2016, he changed his plea to guilty and he was sentenced to a six-month conditional sentence, which is like the deferred sentence. You're not in jail. You just can't fuck up or you go to jail for that amount of time. Uh, and he had to serve half of the six-month under house arrest. So for three of the six months, he had to be in his house. The rest of the three, he was good to go. That's yeah. it. That's all that happened. And he didn't know about the financial transaction, which could have been true. Somebody paid him to post the video. That was his job. Yeah. The best score is still going. It's still going. <laughs> uh, on June 19th, Magnata appeared in court by video link to plead not guilty to all charges through his lawyer. On June 21st, he appeared in person at a high security Montreal courtroom and requested his trial by jury, which is um, basically the American, like, you know, in America, when you're arrested, you get brought in where the judge asks you to plea. Yeah. And before that, you know, numerous things happens. You have hearings to decide if you're going to get a, a deal. You know, is it going to go to trial? And so that gets decided before you go to plea. And Canada is kind of the same same process, but backwards. You know, you plea first and then decide if you, you request going to trial. In America, everybody gets the right to a trial. In Canada, you have to request it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, you, and also you can request for trial by judge, trial by jury. And you requested a trial by jury. A preliminary hearing began on March 11th, 2013. Uh, the evidence presented is suspect to a publication ban. Magnata's defense team requested the media and the public be barred entirely from hearing this. And that shit got shut down the next day. Lin Jun's father, Lin Duran, traveled from China to attend the hearing. He had a translator, and on March 13th, one of Magnata's lawyers resigned due to a possible conflict of interest. Expert witnesses testified, including a forensic pathologist, a forensic toxicologist, and a forensic odontologist, a blood stain analyst, a data recovery specialist, an internet investigations officer, and the prosecution also displayed the video evidence. Both Magnata and Lynn physically collapsed at several times while they were playing the video. Okay. 
On April 12, 2013, Magnano was indicted on all charges of first-degree murder. I'm sorry, on charges of first-degree murder, offering indignities to... Fuck, my brain, dude. Offering indignities to a human body, disturbing, distributing disturbing obscene materials, using the Postal Service to distribute obscene materials, and criminal harassment. Uh, he elected to be trialed by judge and jury. He pled not guilty, admitting to his own acts. He was accused but claiming diminished responsibility due to mental disorders. The Crown Attorney, Louis Bouthier, made his opening statement on September 29th, 2014. Quebec Superior Court Justice Guy Cornier presided over the trial, which lasted an entire 10 weeks. On the opening day, he instructed jurors that Magnata admits the acts or the conducts underlying the crime for which he is charged. Your task will be to determine whether he committed the five offenses with the required state of mind for each offense. They had six tools of evidence, a pair of scissors, two knives, a screwdriver, an oscillating saw, and a hammer. And they said the defense said that none could be definitively linked to the killing and no skeletal marks suggested the screwdriver or scissors were used, but there was some consistency with the knife and an exacto blade. During the trial, defense attorney Luke LeClaire argued that Magnata was in a psychotic state at the time of the crimes and could not be held responsible for his actions. The Crown Prosecutor argued that the murders of Loon Jin... June Lin were organized and premeditated and that Magnata was purposeful, mindful, extra organized, and ultimately responsible for his actions, which is true because he made the plan to do it online. He was, you know, he, he built an audience for it. And also the important thing to talk about with criminal defense in Canada is you got to remember if you are found guilty by reason of insanity in Canada, right? You are, basically going to go free in like a year. Yeah. Like remember we talked about this before that dude that like was on a bus. He was a Chinese guy. Uh, yeah, we, we, we've talked about it. Yeah. He sure. cut the guy's fucking head off on the bus and escaped the bus. I mean, worthy of a whole episode again, but you know, like we talked about last week too, like Canada, um, actually because they're semi-socialist, they have a really good mental health program. And if yeah. you go in, the thing is, is that they really try to re- rehabilitate you. And if they feel like they have, which they actually stay on top of because it's a, a governed industry, not a private medical industry. Yeah. Uh, they'll let you go. You know what I'm saying? So if he would have been found innocent or he would have been found guilty by reason of insanity, he would have walked. Yeah. He'd probably be out by now. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 12 week trial, which included the 10 weeks of hearing, it took the jury two weeks. Uh, one important thing to talk about was that the jury of eight women and four men got instructions from the judge, on December 15, 2014, and they were sequestered before beginning the deliberations the next day. On the eighth day of deliberation, they returned a verdict of guilty of all charges, and the judge decided that Magnano will serve a mandatory life sentence and will be eligible for parole in 25 years. He was also sentenced to 19 years for other charges to be served concurrently, which means that 25 years from 2014, he could get out. I wonder if he would, like, if you wrote him, I wonder if he would reply. Man, probably because I wonder if you could do an interview with him on. Who knows? But he might be, you know, he may not. He probably won't because he wants to get out of jail. Maybe. Uh, He filed for appeal for the convictions to be annulled and a new trial order. The appeal was filed with the Quebec Court 
of appeal by Magnata's defense counsel, Luke LeClaire, citing judicial error in jury instruction, which was him pulling them out of the room. The appeal further claimed that the verdicts are unreasonable and unsupported by the evidence and instructions. And uh, he withdrew the appeal in February 18th, 2015, which again, like the idea that he could get out of jail in 25 years. And it's based on this is that the, the trial expert testimony for mental defense this is expert diagnosis, and I, I've got it broken down by who ordered it and what the diagnosis was, right? So, um, first of all, the independent was Dr. Roy Borderline. Doc, sorry, Dr. Roy. I thought his name was Dr. Roy Borderline, which would be hilarious for a fucking yeah. psychologist. Dr. Roy said that he had borderline personality disorder with oh. histrionic traits. Okay. Dr. Paris, this was ordered by the Crown, which is basically the the government mm-hmm. in Canada, um, said he had borderline personality disorder. Oh, man. Uh, Dr. Chamberlain, also ordered by the Crown, said he had antisocial personality disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and narcissistic personality disorder. Histrionic is something I don't know too much about. I don't know what the fuck that means. I don't either. <laughs> be I'll be honest with you, yeah. I don't deal with it too much. Uh, the defense... Brought in Dr. Allard. He said that he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Dr. Watts on the defense side said he was schizophrenic, had histrionic personality disorder, borderline personality traits, and paraphilia. Paraphilia makes sense. Yeah. Especially when we watch this video. Oh, God. Uh, Dr. Barth said that he was a paranoid schizophrenic, and that was defense. So you can see, like, I wanted to break it down like that because you could see the people who essentially the prosecution ordered, uh, none of them said schizophrenic. Because schizophrenic is the one that's going to get you off. Mm-hmm. And then everyone in Canada. Yeah. Uh, because again, they try to rehabilitate people. And if, if basically he was all the way checked out, he was hearing voices and he was in a state, that's what the defense was trying to prove is that he was in a state of mania. Uh, and, and so all the defense doctors said that he was a paranoid schizophrenic. Hmm. You know what I mean? Um, during his trial, there was evidence that he had been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia as a teenager, and the defense expert, Dr. Joel Watts, testified that a magnata showed signs of episodic schizophrenia, which is an undifferentiated type. Um, you know, that's what the entire case was brought about. and they Basically, found- it just means he could pretend. Exactly. They found him guilty. Um, you know, they weren't hearing it. The, the the thing is what we always talk about with the insanity plea. It's hard to prove even yeah. in Canada. And if you have a, a direct path where you knew the difference between right and wrong to try to dispose of your evidence, try to cover your tracks, which he really fucking didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the problem with Luca Magnata is that he built an audience for it. He used his online presence and they found the computer that linked him to it to get people to try to come and watch this video. It took him some time though. Yeah. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, he knew what the exact. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. He it's like he was. Doing. He planned a murder. He didn't have a specific person picked out. He set it up, set the date, found a person by the date, and fulfilled his promise and got paid for it. <sighs> and then that that is not insanity. Yeah, I mean, it, it stresses me out because. It's like when we read these cases, it's one thing. But when it's documented and you can see what's happening, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, on June 8th, the Los Angeles and that this of, of um, 
2014, the Los Angeles Police Department announced they were in contact with Montreal police to determine if Magnata was involved in the then-unsolved murder and decapitation of Harvey Medlin, known as the Hollywood Sign Murder, but later announced that they did not believe he was involved in the crime. The animal rights group Last Chance for Animals claimed responsibility for posting YouTube videos linking him to the Hollywood murder sign in an attempt to lure Magnata into contacting them. They had offered a $7,500 reward for information leading to his arrest while he was on the run, and that's how they got caught back to that. Basically, they tried to set him up for this crime, and so he contacted them because of his past track record of when someone would accuse him of something, he would blow them up with his online shit so they could find out who he was, get in contact with him. I'm hearing like a yeah, there's TV going on. Okay, cool. No problem. Um, the case also drew comparisons across North America to Mark Twitchell, a convicted murderer inspired by Dexter, and he used social media in his crimes and promoted his self-work. This is a super interesting case that we got to get into sometime. Author Steve Lillibin, who wrote a book about the case, described a new trend in social media which allows killers to become online broadcasters and have a direct instance global audience, which is something that some killers crave. That's the fucking Luca Magnata story. Um, you know, what, what we've decided to do, and uh, got to give you plenty of fair warning about this shit. Plenty. And uh, the, we, I want, I'm, I'm glad it ended up, I'm glad we ended up doing it at the end of the podcast because we can time mark it. And uh, I'm going to give you a heads up now. You heard me describe the crime. You know exactly what happens. This guy is going to dismember a body and have sex with it. So, uh, don't listen to it if that's going to bother you. I'm going to fucking brave it. I don't want to watch this shit. Yeah. Straight up, absolutely don't want to watch it. I've seen, I've never watched the whole thing all the way through. Uh, it's 11 Uh, fucking minutes. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, from this point, if you don't want to hear it when it starts, just fucking cut out 11 minutes. All it is at the end of this. Actually, dude, let's do the fucking, let me do the Patreon. Let's make, I want to make this the, well, let's do the music first. Okay, uh, you picked the music, which is your job here at Death Metal Dicks. And that is... Fuck, my brain's so stupid right now. Because I drank a bunch. Yeah, you drank a whole pint of whiskey while we did this and a beer. Yeah, I did. I did. You're not wrong. Um, It's aborted. I didn't even have to pull it up. Aborted. And it is... Skullfuck Crescendo. Well, that's literally what happened, and it's a Canadian band, so great choice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Aborted was a really good band at one point. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that because, I'll be honest, I didn't listen to more than maybe a minute of their new shit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I mean, gonna say they're it. definitely, you know, history gets fucking swayed when you'll, when, like, the thing about Aborted is if you, like, just heard them now, you would think that they're on some, like, metalcore shit. And then, if you listen to them in the eighties, they were kind of like the first of that. You know what I'm saying? Like they had breakdowns, blast beats, the hard ass band. Uh, I got no problem with them. Their new stuff. I don't, I've heard and I don't love as much, but it's cool that a band's been going for that long and putting out a hard fucking music. Yeah. I'm with it. I'm with the board. I hear a lot of people say it's great. Yeah. You know? I mean, we dive into it sometime, find a chance to do it. Um, Mark, well, no, let's do the, let's do the Patreon shout outs. We'll do a brief pause and then we're going to do this 11 minute fuck fest. Uh, yo, shout out to Alejandro Palomino for being a patron. 
Lacey Doyle for being a patron. Yeah. She just messaged us and said she was sorry that we were having a hard time. Oh, Lacey, thank you. Uh, you know, life is a motherfucker. Uh, we're doing better. Doing better. Important to say that. My wife did not lose her eye. That's a great thing. <laughs> She's yeah. still recovering from a f- super broken leg, uh, which sucks. But, dude, if she would have lost her eye, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I can't. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like oh, hard for me to process and it wasn't happening to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, negatory. I got the worst motherfucking poison ivy. It's bad, but uh, that that's a, just a fucking pale. You know, I've had some great shit happen too. Yeah. Like uh, I'm fucking uh, knew that I was opening or feature. If you don't know about comedy, like I'm like the direct support for Calcutta this weekend. I'm not the first band. I'm the second band. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the you know it's it's something like uh, real come up shit. For sure. Uh, and I found out, like, you know, what I was getting paid today. And it definitely makes my life a little bit easier for a minute or two. I told you, man. And so, you know, I'm feeling better. I hate yeah. whining on the podcast. So I just want to give you some bright news. Uh, shout out to longtime friend, longtime supporter, Ryan Parker. We love you. Uh, shout out to Bobby Henderson, Matt Mess. These guys have been around since the beginning. Uh, Ash Rude. Yeah. Old school supporter. And brand new supporter. Ronald David Squire the third, my man, Ronald just David signed up Squire today. Uh, important thing to say is that uh, you know we've not been doing. I've I do the Patreon. I've been fucking up at it, and I've been very open about what my life is like. I'm having a hard time also because we stopped, um, like with a split with SoundCloud, and um, which goes to everything except Spotify, and then using Podbean for Spotify. Like I'm having a hard time figuring out how to get the private upload to fucking Patreon because I have them both linked to that now. And so I'm still trying to figure that technical shit, but as a reward for being patient with that, uh, we got everyone that was a patron at the time, the original death metal dick shirt. Um, if we didn't have it in your size, sorry about that. I'm about to get, I don't know if you, if you follow us on social media, you probably saw a fan of ours, which I've fucked up bad not writing his name down. Yeah. Um, I don't know his actual name. It's the, yeah, man, give me one second and I'll find that shit out. Um, say something for a second, buddy. Well, well it's a, there's a brutal death metal logo. Um, brutal death metal logo that a, a fan made for us. And it's fucking awesome. You know, like my first impression of it was, holy shit. It's some great art. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, you know, something that you would pay a lot for because it's a professional fucking logo. Uh, Andre is who sent that to us. No last name, but man, he, uh, he basically said, um, through try to contact me on Twitter, but I don't fucking use Twitter very much. And then he got a hold of us on Instagram saying that, uh, you know, and we love this shit. You know, if you can't be a patron or anything else, like fan art fucking rules and we just want to interact with you. That's all, you yeah. know, know that you like what we're doing and then we can connect and like, we've made friends with several people that are fucking listeners. You know what I mean? For sure. Like always feel free to contact us on social media, any of it. Uh, we got a cool Facebook group that's been growing even more again. It's uh, you just go to groups, look up death metal dicks, a private group, click add, we'll add you for sure. Answer the questions. One reason we have questions is to make sure you're not a robot, but yeah, the homie, uh, likes our show, listened to all of it, and uh, made us a ripping fucking brutal death metal style logo. So I want to make that a shirt, and then we'll sell the shirt to people who aren't patrons. But if you have been a patron, we're gonna give you that shirt. Yeah, it's not free because you're a patron. You've been paying for that, but 
we gave you the one shirt. Now we're going to give you the other shirt. Sure. It's going to be fucking tight. I'm going to get it printed on a little bit better material. I was fatter when we started doing this shit. Yeah. So I wanted the, uh, I thought that people liked that heavy material more because the way it fits a fat body. Yeah. But I realized like, you know, most people aren't built like that. So the better type of uh, American apparel style shirt we're going to do for this one. A little, little nicer material. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that I, I'm, I'm saying it now just so you know what's up with the Patreon. Still working on it. Get to, like Not leaving it behind, but I'm trying to like say sorry for the last like month. Here's a fresh fucking gift on us. Yeah. Uh, by the time I get it to the shirt, people get it printed, buy it, have it sent in, all that shit. Probably I would estimate the second week of November. Okay. That's a fair amount. That's like a month. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to get to work on it next week. Um, basically Monday when I get back in town and shit. So yeah, fucking sh- shout out to all the patrons. We love you guys. Even if you're not on that higher tier, whatever you're doing for us, it's tremendous. Uh, just to know that we started something and people love it enough to financially support it, which has been, you know, incredible, you know, like every, all the shit costs money and you guys save our ass on that aspect for sure. Of it. And that's all we're, you know, we're looking to do and, and then make a community of people. We've met several people. Uh, if you want to do something that doesn't cost any money, that's actually a ton of help. Just give us a rating on iTunes, five stars, type something in the comment for whatever dumb fucking reason of iTunes operation that helps us out there. Uh, we've been in the top 200 a few times and that's always, if we get like five to 10 reviews, like we get enough numbers, but if that pops up in the cycle, it just boosts us up there. So it's always cool to see that happen. Uh, thanks for doing it. If you have, thanks for listening in general, tell your friends, the shit is fucking awesome. I love it every week sitting down and talking to you guys. That's what I look forward to the most. So, uh, we're about to play this fucking 11 minutes long. Again, it's the last thing on here. So, uh, if you're not cool with hearing someone, we're going to react to it. We're not just going to play the video. We're going to talk over it. So if you want to hear me get blown the fuck away by a horrible fucking crime, sit through it and listen to me possibly barf cry, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're, we're, we're going to do that for you. So we'll be right back with that. And then, like I said, it's 11 fucking minutes long. All right. Yeah. So we're all in. We're about to start this fucking video. Uh, 10 minutes and 28 seconds. Uh, you know, the, the appeal is to listen to what we say about it. Cause I'm going to get fucked up by it. You know what I mean? I'm in, I'm embracing it. I'm going for this fucking ride. Let's, uh, do, it. let's do this shit. It's kicking off. I see a fucking dude with a lot of pubes tied to a bed. There's the uh, Casablanca poster. I can hear the new order, which is the uh, happier version of Joy Division. It's the continuation of Joy Division. There's a dude in a fucking robe, mountain, old pubes. You gotta move this mic so I can see it a little bit better. Uh, I don't see a dick, I just see a lot of pubes, you know what I mean? There's a ding. I'm not seeing a dick. There, yeah, that's a dick. Uh, it's a lot of pubes. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dude is bound. He's got a. He's got a, like a towel over his mouth. He's got a ski mask over his face. Yeah. Doesn't look like he's struggling to get out. No, he just thinks it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. This at this point is probably like voluntary fucking BDSM situation. Some tied up fucking. I also uh, d- uh, heard that it, he had him like real fucked up. Oh yeah, he had to. Yeah, he's fucking stabbing him. Yeah, he's stabbing him with an ice pick. Because it, yeah, I knew it was an ice pick because I read about it. But it's a slender thing. The guy's not freaking out as much as you would mm-hmm. think. No. 
so yeah, I, I'm guessing. I mean, I know that they were drunk. He probably gave him like a, you know, probably gave him some drugs or some shit because the dude is not like if someone. I mean, he's fucking going in on it. He's stabbing the guy hard. Yeah, he's stabbing the shit out of him. So uh, with that going into your stomach, you would Whew. like you know put your hand up. The guy is not moving at all. So I don't know. Or he's tied down. Well, not like that, though. He was able to move a second ago. Yeah. Like, he can move his hands and fucking feet and shit. Uh, yeah, he's stabbing him in the face now, a little bit in the arm. Just going for it. Yeah. Uh, I guess instead of a robe, he's wearing, like, a hoodie. A black hoodie and black sweatpants. What's weird is... Uh, I'm thinking about your heart. Yeah. And whenever it's pumping, how much blood would be coming out? Yeah. And there's not very much. Well, it's a real grainy video. I mean, I can see on the wall right now some spots coming up there. Yeah. I mean, but there would be a lot. It's not high-quality video. Ice pick's real small, too. Um, so, you know, you got to think about, like, when you get a shot, it's yeah. like a, it's basically like a big needle. I mean, the body's not super bloody, though. That's See, look. Like, well, that's what I'm saying is, like, it's a direct puncture in an out wound. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there should be a lot of fucking blood, especially in the abdominal area. You think so? Yeah, man, for sure. Um, well, I don't really know. I mean, obviously, we're watching it happen in real time. Now he's got him demasked. It looks like the guy's fucking dead already. Yeah. So maybe he strangled him to death or some shit, I'm guessing. No. I mean, it didn't say that. In I don't the know. I don't know. Because I have not seen the whole video. But I mean, like, I saw oh, this. Oh, great. So well, now was... he's sawing this guy's fucking leg off. The knife's not really doing a great job. Uh, going to the arm now. Yeah, the dude's been dead for a while, right? Like, he's not bleeding. That's what I'm saying. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. So Maybe he was dead before this. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because, uh, in the, you know, it didn't say that. In the fucking report or in trial, but it looks like the I yeah, like isn't it after you've been dead for eight to nine hours? I mean, there's blood like you can see around his head. Yeah, there's a lot of blood by his head now. But if his heart rate is going, it'd be spraying. And wasn't he hit with a blunt object too? So maybe he smashed his fucking head in, not on camera. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the dude's dead for sure. Like that. He's not doing this to a live person, which is a little bit comforting. Like the dude, you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, uh, I would feel way worse. I think if the guy was alive and being cut up like this, cause he's like, that's a dull ass knife. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, the video sucks too, by the way. It's real grainy. looks like he's yeah. turning him over. Okay. Oh, he's so got, nice. oh, yeah, here we go. He's gotten through to, Woo! oh, fuck my ass. That is meat. Uh, yeah. yeah, the dude's been dead for a long time. It ain't like cutting a wedding cake. Because he's uh, slowly going through his arm right now. Oh, uh, right below the short. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Uh, no. I'm, look, the, the uh, bright side is it's a shit-ass video. Like, yeah, the details are lost in the pixelation of this shit. But holy shit, he is cutting this guy's arm off from the backside. There's his ass. He's going to cut his ass? Nah, just his rib area. This knife it. sucks. Yeah, it's not even sharp enough. And this guy's a wimp, too. Ugh. Man, uh... Well, you know what? It's cutting him, but he's not bleeding. It, it's just because he's been dead well, for I so mean, long. I mean, he is. You know nah, how, like, look at that laceration. You know man. how when you get a deep cut, it yeah. doesn't bleed right away. Yeah, that would be, though, by now, for sure. Like, where he's cut his know, fucking man. whole arm off, there's no blood there, guy. Okay. There's just a little spot. That doesn't make sense. Is man. he gonna stick his arm in his ass? 
What if he fists him? What's with- he doing with the arm? He's playing with his loose arm. Okay, and I, I here's he, uh, he's jacking himself off with the arm. Oh man, <laughs> I don't yeah. see how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I guess foreplay goes in a certain order. I you just, know, you got to get listen, a hand job first. This doesn't make sense. He had to be dead before this. Oh, for hours, dude. For because hours. the blood's not coming out for hours. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is he killed him? I mean, he's deaf. I mean, maybe he did kill him before. Him. Maybe this is a body somebody he received. Basically, is like thing from the Adams family. Okay, so there's oh. okay, so now there's more blood. He's been decapitated. Yeah, uh, he's cut his leg off. Well, you know that's where all the blood would have been going. But he would have been doing that with the same knife he had. He had to have something else. Well, it's an edited video. Like the you know he put it together. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the guy... Oh, there's this dick. Yeah. That's uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, he's cutting... In comparison. ...the other leg off. Whew! Um, I mean, here's a butt. Is he gonna fuck? It's just a butt now. Oh, yeah, oh, no, he's yeah, doing he's it. fucking He's the having butt. sex with the body that's just a butt. And he's fucking uh, a butt. <laughs> well, I mean... A dead butt, man. <laughs> that's a... Uh, uh, as far as the internet goes... I mean, I appreciate that he put the new order over it because you don't really hear the... There's only two types of people that can come without sound. Deaf people and serial killers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because, like, that's the thing that gets me off is if you're... Squishing around in it and the moans and the groans. Yeah, man. What the fuck? Oh, no, a fork. Come on, guys. He's forking his ass. Ow! Chow. He's cutting yeah, the piece out of his the... butt like a steak. Woo! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, oh. dude, look. here Again. Again, the solace that I can take. Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to puke, but the solace I can take is that the guy is dead. I just, it's just so meaty. It's a lot of fat. It, it's a dead body. That's already, I don't like, I mean, there's no way this has been fresh, man. I just, don't you look away, I don't. I'm not enjoying this part. I'm not either. This is rough. Uh, I mean, the knife's just not sharp, but he's trying to cut it like a steak, and it's just a tough human ass. And like Ew. the way that it looks like a pretzel. Bun, yeah. like the stri- he's having a hard time. He's having a hard time getting that out, and I don't like it. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I could easily puke. I could easily vomit. <laughs> I could definitely throw up. My right God. This is the worst part of it. I'd rather watch him fuck the dead guy than eat a piece of his ass. He's just going for so long to get one piece out. It's making my dick hurt. No, keep going, dude. Cause I don't want to keep going. You're, I mean, I'm watching. Ah! <laughs> I'm watching. And he's trying to pull. He's, he's, hey, I he's, mean, yeah, he's it's trying like, to pull his skin off of the ass. Oh my god! It, it's just going for so long. Just go to oh, go to a different part. God he's gonna eat it. Damn he's it. gonna eat it. Oh. He's gonna eat it. He's gonna eat it. He's eating it. He's eating it. Oh. Why is he doing it? Oh, just a chunk of the ass. There's not. He's not even down past like yeah, the first. Yeah, that's a skin. He's just eating skin. That's a pork rind. You can't eat. <laughs> you can't eat skin, guy. Oh no. Ah oh, man, come on! Oh, I got like get, move on to something else, bro. Can we can we do like you move on to something else? You know I mean, this mean? Is, I, I, I don't want to watch him cut oh pieces out anymore. Where's the dog come in, man? Yeah, you know, there's a dog right there. He's that's a dog. Where's the dog? He's just also a black dog. It's a black dog. Black and that white is dog, a right dog there. That's a man. Boston Terrier, and he's eating body. The dog's eating body. The, the, now the dog's eating body. He's pulling. We make a lot of jokes about eating ass. Oh my god! This, this is not the way to do it. This guy. Is... This is not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what he's an ass man would do. A butt. <laughs> a he's snacking a That's butt. That's not what I'm talking about. Job. Because he's an ass man. Oh. Yeah, the dog's eating. That looks like uh, a rabbit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna tell you. 
watching the dog eat the body is uh, not near as bad. So like so far, the worst thing was the dude is. Oh, he's shoving a wine up. He's gonna pop a cork. He's gonna use that pork to pop that he's cork. He's definitely got a wine bottle. Yeah, he's oh, he's fucking him with a <laughs> wine bottle, dude. But let me say this: it's still, oh, is that not a dildo? What is that? Uh, that's a wine bottle. <sighs> but the guy's dead. He's not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, but still. But man. let me say that him cutting that piece of butt out is the worst thing <laughs> that I've seen by far. Man, is the guy gonna suck the butt? Uh, What's that? Oh, he's fucking his head. He's on his back. He's, lo- he's he's fucking his head. He's fucking his head. <laughs> he's fucking, he's his, fucking head. his head. Wow. <laughs> I mean, oh, uh, I, <laughs> I don't look at the butt cheek. Oh, man. oh, I mean, now he's like, now okay. he's showing yeah. pictures. Oh crap! But we're done. I think we're just going to crime scene. That's okay. a real meat looking situation, right That's there. That's rough. But the thing, oh. I mean, like, look at that dude. That's frozen meat, man. Yeah, that dude's been dead. There's his head. Yeah, great. Crap. Yeah, you fucked that thing. That's crap. Yeah, I this mean... This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the world, uh, dude. I think we're done with it. No, yeah. no. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, God damn my ass. Oh, crap. Well, there it was. Hope you had fun, because I fucking didn't. Man. The butt, him cutting the chunk out of the butt... Is the worst. My wife grabbed my dick before she left and said, I can't wait till you get home tonight. And I don't want to go home because I can't get a bone. Who's <laughs> <laughs> at home without a bone? <laughs> oh, man. I'm in the doghouse in a different way, man. <laughs> home is where the bone is, man. You're going to go to give her a stab and your horn's not going to work. Oh, man. Crap. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. We fucking did it. Uh, God damn it. Crap, crap, crap. Right, well, we'll see you guys next fucking week. Yeah, man. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> oh.